No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. And for all of those joining us live, wherever you are on the interweb, good evening to you and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. As you can tell by my voice or seeing me on camera, it is Dave Manuk in the host chair, my boy, Ezzy Ginsberg, in my house right below me. It's happening, Dave. In the analyst chair. No Drew Mandel tonight. He is not available, but he will be joining us. The trio will be back together. We'll all, we'll, the sum of our parts will all be together as he will be whole, if you will. So today you and I are going to fo- fo- focus on the nuts hockey game that we just watched. And we'll try and keep our focus there as, and we'll talk to Drew tomorrow on the Elite Curve Hockey Show, which starts at nine o'clock. So join us for that once we're done here talking about just a wacky, kind of crazy, Hockey game, a little Southeast Division hate as it was back between the Winnipeg Jets, the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's it is funny though, don't you think, as and we'll you can give me your thoughts. But I always find it humorous when you watch a game like that and you think to yourself, these teams, these teams play each other twice a year. Like, where is this coming from? But there was some clear disdain between Rick Bonus's old team and Rick Bonus's new team. What did you th- what was your kind of takeaway from tonight's event? It shouldn't be surprising, I guess, Dave, in the sense that Heading into this game, the Jets and the Lightning had almost identical records, right? And clearly, you know, the Lightning are, you know, poised to go on another Stanley Cup run. Like, it's like nobody's talking about them with how well Boston and and Carolina and New Jersey has played. And it was mentioned on the broadcast by Dan Robertson and Kevin Sawyer. Like, I wouldn't want to play this Lightning team in the first round. Like, can you imagine, Dave, if the first round matchup ends up being the Bruins and the Lightning? Like, we don't know if that's going to be the the matchup. But regardless, somebody's going to get the lightning in the first round. Like, this team's going to make the playoffs. But look at I mean, the Jets were pretty bad in the first period. The second period was much better. But the first period was about as one-sided as you're going to get, right? But we've talked about it so many times. In a one-goal game, if you're able to get a late goal, and and the Jets did, obviously, in the first period, like, that's huge. And it came at four-on-four. And, you know, we love to see four-on-four hockey. The Jets are one of the more skilled teams in the league. So they excel at, at the four on four hockey and three and three hockey as well. But, you know, with all these new players coming back, the first period definitely seemed a little bit sloppy, right? Like Nick Ehlers, I'm not sure if you caught it, Dave, because you were at the arena, but on the broadcast talking with John Lou, like Ehlers admitted himself, right? He said like, I, w- I was, it was pretty ugly out there. It wasn't a very good uh, first period, even though he got a pretty decent shot on net that I can remember in the first period. I thought, you know, for the most part, Ehlers was pretty good. You know, Perfetti was out there. Uh, back in the lineup, he looked good on the power play, looked good out there with Shifley and Wheeler. So, I mean, it just seemed like to me, like the Lightning were at least better for two of the three periods, Dave. I would say, oh, like if you were to look at it from an analytical advanced stats point of view, I mean, the Lightning, yeah. you know, outshot the Jets. They had more possession, more high danger chances, right? But I mean, it was a tie game going into the third period. And it just seemed like the Lightning wanted to keep taking penalties. And even though Kyle Connor took a couple penalties himself, I mean, the Lightning, you know, it's rare that you see two five-on-threes in one game, right? Yeah. But obviously, you know, the Jets capitalized on on both, and a good team should capitalize on five-on-three opportunities. So I really thought that the Lightning shot themselves in the foot. So the Jets were opportunistic, even though they they weren't very good, as I mentioned, especially in the first period. But they keep their winning ways going, four wins in a row. And that's a huge game, considering it's Friday night and, and you're getting that many bodies back. So things are looking really good right now for the Jets. 
Well, and I like this comment by Matthew Thompson that I put up on the chat. This game had the two best goalies from the last five years, and neither of them made the two best saves of the game. That would be attributable to Pierre-Luc Dubois in the second period, which kept the game tied at two all. And of course, Dylan DeMello uh, with a miraculous save. It's funny because more often than not, we say, how did Connor Hellebuck make that stop? And generally speaking, as he, Connor Hellebuck is the one to make the stop. But in this instance, he had some assists from his friends. And that's okay because he's often bailing out the Winnipeg Jets. So for the Winnipeg Jets to bail out 37 occasionally, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, look, as the game got started, we there was some uncertainty. We didn't know how things were going to go. We should probably, you know, do some, some news of the day, of course, because the Jets lost Michael, although in San Jose, he's back to Mikey Estimont. They lost him off of waivers. The Sharks claimed him. We'll talk about the Sharks stealing our image. That's a whole nother image. That, that's a story for another day. Well, the reality is Colby Spence is such a good photographer that people just can't resist stealing images, right? Well, it's funny because my memory bank for for the images that Colby and Alex, but mostly Colby, take for us is such that anytime that anything like that happens, I'm like, boy, that p- picture looks familiar. I'm like, wait a second. That picture looks familiar. Like, familiar? Because it's our picture. Well, well so, our legal team will, will contact them, Dave. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I, it's probably like, look at the Sharks. First thing they did was steal our Wi-Fi, and now they're stealing yes, our images, right? Exactly those those damn sharks. But anywho, that's a that's a that's a story for another day. But the point is, the Jets, the Moose, lost a little bit of depth because, of course, they were the Jets organization was hoping they'd be able to sneak Michael Essimont down to the Moose. And conversely, one thing we we saw tonight, which I, I mean, again, it was interesting. Mike McIntyre, the Winnipeg free, of the Winnipeg Free Press, posed this question in the press box tonight. But you know, previously. Would we have seen four players all return to the lineup in the same game? Nate Schmidt, Blake Wheeler, Cole Perfetti, Nikolai Ehlers. And, and I don't think Nikolai- we've ever seen that, Dave, in the in the what 12 years? What is it? 12 years, 13 years that the Jets have been back? I can't remember. Like it's not just the four players coming back, it's four significant players, right? It's top six forwards yes. and a top four defenseman, right? Whatever yeah. you want to say about Nate Schmidt, he's a top four defenseman on this team, right? So it is very rare. Yeah, and and so it's it just an unusual occurrence, and we weren't sure what to expect. And you had to know. And and Rick Bonus talked about this, you know, a couple of times, essentially saying like there was going to be some interesting, you know, management of those guys within the game because he knew, look, these guys haven't played. Nikolai Ehlers hasn't played since game two. It's game thirty nine. Like it's it's insane to think about how much expectation. It's it's crazy to think about how well this team has done, given the fact that Nikolai Ehlers was going to be seen as that backbone of this Jets team. And in order for the Jets to actually be able to like accomplish quite a bit this season, which of course was the goal was the reliance on Nikolai Ehlers. And yet he's been unavailable to the Winnipeg Jets since game two of the season. And actually, as I mean, what was your kind of initial thoughts on Ehlers? Cause I thought, I thought he looked pretty good given the fact that he hasn't played in 37 games. Absolutely. We kind of touched on the first period there and, you know, he was a little bit hard on himself, but he ends up with, you know, 17, over 17 minutes of ice time, 17, 22 to be exact, including four minutes on, on the power play, three shots on net, right? So, I mean, you could see the speed and the, the skill on display and there was an opportunity for him. Um, I think, you know, he, he, he shot the puck, but I think he wanted to pass it there on the power play, but you saw him, you know, be very effective out there on the power play, moving the puck. And I, I mentioned to you here, watching the game at your place in the third period, like, when the Jets have a five on three, like you can see, like this power play is is really good right now. And it has been for the majority of the season, but especially on the five on three, you see like all the weapons and how much time and space they create for themselves. 
So I thought Ehlers was fine. And, you know, for the most part, like Nate Schmidt, I thought was good. He was engaged. Like, I didn't think that anybody, like put it this way, Dave, I didn't think that anybody was rushed back into the lineup. If anybody right. thinks that's the case, I mean, you just haven't been following this team, right? They, they just don't do that. And you mentioned Ehlers has been out since early October. So mm-hmm. you knew that he was itching to come in. So I thought, you know, for the most part, those guys, it's not like, you know, the, they were the best players on the team for the Jets because obviously it was Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kyle Connor, Josh Morrissey doing the majority of the damage, right? Yeah. Um, but you saw Wheeler, you know, take the the goal. It was, I believe, a goalie interference penalty or roughing mm-hmm. penalty, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't like that because, um, you know, that negated uh, the rest of the Jets' power play. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I thought, you know, either specifically, I mean, it's going to take him you know, a few games to get back into it. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he scores a goal or two against Vancouver. But in terms of, you know, being full peak Nick Ehlers, yeah. you know as well as anybody, Dave, it's it's not going to just happen one game. And I think he would tell you that himself. I think that's a good point, Ezzy. And let's let's get into the recap because, you know, we've got a, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long morning. So let's get started with the Betway game recap because it's brought to you, no surprise, by Betway. One of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is a sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront. With a large selection of betting options in sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 year, 19 years or old, 19 years or older, Ezzy, to play. Please play responsibly. So, Ez, it took it took it took the Jets. Sorry, I got you know what I, I screwed up, Ez. I got the. Um, the show playing on the YouTube channel so I can tweet out the links, but I just heard my, my voice in my ears. It was throwing me off. I didn't it's know. All good. It's on. all good. Let's get into that goal. I mean, this well, is no, before we get into the goal though, as before we get into the goal, we got to talk about the fact that, you know, it's a, it's a Friday night folks in Winnipeg are pumped up. The jets are riding a three game win streak coming into tonight's game. And yet there was almost nobody in the building. And you know why there was almost no one in the building because Winnipeggers were late arriving today. And because there wasn't a, a whistle, for the, like the first 10 minutes of that first period. And even when that whistle happened, they still couldn't get everybody in. So it was amazing to watch everyone filtering in. Like, I was like, this is really weird because it should be a packed house. And it turned out it was a sellout, but it was hilarious because people were late arriving and usually they're like, okay, well, there's a whistle. So you'll get into it. There was no whistle. They kept making all the stops as. So it took a quite, a, it took over 10 minutes, probably took about 13 minutes before the actual building was filled up. And maybe that's why it took the Jets so long to get some shots on uh, Andre Vasilevsky. It's crazy. The puck possession was just dominated by the lightning, especially in the first half of the first period and for the majority of the first period for that matter. But, you know, th- this goal is really just shows you, you know, how strong and how skilled of a player Steven Stamkos is, right? Because it's Brendan yeah. Dillon, a good defensive defenseman on him. And on this particular case, right, like Stamkos puts the puck on net and it's Kalorn and Sorelli who are in front of the net. Pionk has Sorelli and just nobody... Pardon me, Pionk has Kalorn. I forget what mm-hmm. I said there. I, I misspoke. Mm-hmm. Kalorn was in front of the net and Pionk had his man. And then Sorelli was just in front of the net. And nobody really covered him, right? So I'm not sure if that should have been Shifley, probably. It just seems Shifley was high there, um, you know, taking care of the point. But it just, to me, was kind of missed defensive coverage, Dave. But mm-hmm. it's easy for me to say. But that line, wow, is that line phenomenal. Like, again, the Lightning, you know, it, it's not a guarantee that they're going to go back to the Stanley Cup final for the fourth season in a row. But, like, these are just veteran guys that just bring it every single night. Similar to, you know, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Mark Shifley, uh, Blake Wheeler. These guys are just, you know, grizzled veterans. Um, So in that particular case, like, to me, that was just Stamkos' strength fighting off Brendan Dillon, who's a big boy himself. 
And then, you know, Anthony Sorelli just jumping on a rebound and, you know, the Jets not really covering him very well. And, you know, it's interesting because it, it kind of set itself up. It was like a little bit of a drop, right? The emotional engagement of the fan base was kind of like, uh, and you didn't know if the Jets were going to be up because, you know, and, and I'm not going to say that there was a expectation or you, you kind of had a built-in excuse, right? Oh, we had to integrate, you know, 25% of our lineup, basically, uh, of new guys, new guys into things. So maybe that's, and it did look right as it did look a little bit like the timing was off because it, these guys haven't played games in a while, right? Like, like Wheeler hasn't played a game in a while. Nikolai Ehlers hasn't played a game in a while. Cole Perfetti hasn't played a game in a while. And practices, practices are not going to replicate a game, right? No. So you can practice all you want, but you're always going to be rusty, especially in Ehlers case when you've been off for almost three months. That's right. And so that's, that's kind of what in my mind you saw. And you could, like you said, as in you're right, the possession numbers were not in the Jets' favor. They had, I mean, it was 12 to 4 at one point for the shots, right, in that first period. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, it's not looking good for the Winnipeg Jets. But then the Tampa Bay Lightning kind of do something inexplicable on that first opportunity for the Winnipeg Jets. And they part like the Red Seas. I'm not trying to get biblical on you, but, like, it was just an unusual defensive choice. We both do have biblical names, though, right? There you go. Exactly. And so, to me, watching that play, you're thinking to yourself – of all the guys on this team that you're not going to want to give time and space to, it's Kyle Connor. And what did the Tampa Bay Lightning choose to do? They give t- Kyle Connor time and space. And as what does he what does he make him do? Makes him pay. Absolutely. And you know, again, who's who's like directly responsible for creating this goal? Josh Morrissey, right? He pinches in along the wall. But yeah, it's it's really kind of baffling because you have two really good forwards there, both offensively and defensively, in Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point. So it's not not like you have a couple schlubs out there, right, Dave? Right. But exactly. both of those guys are are in position, and, and it's almost like you know, the other one guy thought the other guy was gonna cover Kyle Connor. And Kyle Connor, as you mentioned, he takes that time and space and has a really nice wrist shot release. And it looked like he originally got the goal and Dubois was just creating traffic. But as it turns out, it goes off of Dubois. So yeah, I mean, like good for Kyle Connor for, you know, having the, the you know, wherewithal to take that time and space and just put a really nice shot on net that looked like beat Vlasilevsky uh, blocker side. But as I mentioned, it, it did go to Dubois. We didn't find about that out about that until the, the first intermission. But that really was a weird play. And it was kind of inexplicable why uh, both forwards just decided to, you know, leave Connor untouched. Well, and the only the only negative, as Judy Owen for the Canadian press who sits beside us in the uh, press box, she pointed out that she felt that the the organization robbed the fans of playing "Hey Baby," and so that maybe that Pierre Luc Dubois' music should have, you know, played after they announced the change in the second period. But regardless of how, I mean. Look, that's how you need to score goals, right? I mean, the Jets have all the talent, but you can't always be on the outside. And the amount of, you know, you saw with Nikolai Ehlers, you saw with Kyle Connor, the amount of poise that these guys have with the puck, it is incredible. I mean, you can see, I I think it was a play along the wall. It was Ehlers, and there was very good likelihood of one or two bolts, like, just getting him. But because they have to respect him, they pulled off, and he just, just doesn't shy away with the puck. He doesn't cough it up. And he held, holds on to it, and he creates something. So, you know, it, it is amazing, though, as you're right, for, for what Kyle Connor can do. But again, you need guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois. And he, we should mention, because it was a notable game for Pierre-Luc Dubois, 400 NHL game. So maybe that was the reason why he was uh, so ready to go and so raring to go, uh, you know, in making some history for him, playing a milestone game. And, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't see it initially that it was that it was credited 
to him because of course that's not how it was announced in the in the building because if you looked at it it looked like it was Kyle Connor it didn't look anything like uh Pierre Luc Dubois had gotten it but hey the Jets maybe probably didn't deserve to be one all going into the set into the first period first intermission sorry as he that's how things that's how anybody, things watched, anybody who watched that game uh the first period of that of this game yeah. would tell you that right like but that's that's how hockey works sometimes right like absolutely I mean, unless you like it, it only matters on the scoreboard as they say right like yeah. if you if you want to again go to the advanced stats i had it up here on uh, natural stats look it was 70 70.8% was the even strength Corsi here let is me, that good is let that me good? just uh, hold on a second it was yeah it was 71% so i mean that's heavily in favor of the lightning and the second right. period was uh, more even, but it was also the possession was controlled by the Lightning, right? Right. So, but that's how hockey works. And I mentioned this last game, and I wasn't trying to be the Debbie Downer because usually Drew's the Debbie Downer. But I mean, you look at these <laughs> last couple of games here, Dave, wah, wah. against the Oilers and the Flames, and yep. you know they were close games, but there were big chunks of those games that were controlled by the Oilers and the Flames. But the Jets yep. ended up. What was the big difference? I would argue Connor Hellebuck. You also got some, you know, good performances, right? So, I mean, Josh Morrissey wasn't too bad either, and he wasn't 100% for both of those games. So, right. um, I, I just think, you know, in, in this particular case, you you take it, and the late goal, to me, I mean, it swung the momentum back in the Jets' favor, even though, as we'll get into here, Kucherov put the lightning ahead. Um, you got the feeling that the Jets were in this game the whole time, and then, as we know, the game was tied going into the third period, but... Yeah, the first period wasn't good, but look, the Jets have had crappy first periods and won a lot of games. So it's almost like you expect that now, Dave. You expect the slow start from the Jets. Well, and it's it's interesting because again, you know, like I like I've detailed, like you've talked about, and it's interesting because you have less of an excuse because now you have as complete of lineup. Obviously, the only guy they're really missing is Mason Appleton because Logan Stanley is essentially the seventh, eighth, and Sacramento line. And sorry, so he's coming he was, back soon. That's right. But but essentially you've got the seventh, eighth, ninth, you know, defense and whatever you want to wherever you want to put put them. So you've got your lineup, but again, you know, having all four, you're gonna give them a little latitude, knowing that it's gonna take them a few games to kind of get back, you know, into the smooth feel of of how the the, the game is, given how much time they've had off. But you know, it it, it it's been a problem, right? This Jets team is not getting a lot of shots, they're not generating a ton, as you outlined two minutes ago. They're not possessing the puck very much. And that's one of the things they'll change. And Rick Bonus has talked about it. See, that's the one thing about Rick Bonus that I that I find uh terribly refreshing. He doesn't uh, sugarcoat. That's right. He doesn't, he's it's refreshing because he doesn't he doesn't tell you what you're watching a game. And he 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 was very honest. I remember that was one of the first comments he he said um in his preseason address. He said, You guys are watching the game too. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and try and pretend like what you're seeing isn't happening. So he's not gonna tell you that. He loved every element of this game. And really, to be honest, you good coaches can do that because they're not throwing their teams under the bus by saying, I didn't love my first period. I feel like you Rick know? Bonus, Dave, is kind of like like when you talk to your dad or I talk to my dad about the game. Yeah. It's like they'll be like, Yeah, the Jets won, but the Lightning badly outplayed them for the majority of the game, right? Like yeah. he'll, he'll tell you he'll be straightforward. And I think, you know, when you've coached 2,600 games, which is just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, you know, it that I think there's more of that. Like you've seen everything. I mean, what service are you providing your players by, I mean, the, the players obviously aren't listening to everything Rick bonus says to the media, of but I, I think bonus just, he's a straight shooter. I think I, that's the best way I would put it. 
Well, it's funny, and, and Hatchet Harry is saying the 2600. Well, and NTRS9 is saying Bones is old school. He's been around long enough. He's not going to sugarcoat it. He calls a spade a spade. And then Hatchet Harry said 2600 games is just insane. And it's true. And it's funny because the last person who wanted to talk about it was Rick Bonus. Rick Bonus had zero. And Connor Bedard after Canada won the gold medal. Connor Bedard yeah. said that. He said, I'm not talking about myself right now. Well, those, I mean, we can, we'll talk about the world junior games after the break. It's crazy. They were, it was amazing. The Sweden U S game was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. <laughs> it made no sense. It was one, nothing after 20 minutes and then somehow eight, seven, but no, you know what? It was interesting because after the Troy in the morning availability today, Rick Bonus was asked about 2,600 and his, his response was, we've got a game against Tampa Bay lately we got to win two points. And he's right. Like the Jets, look, we're not, we're, 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 you're not even halfway through the season. So you're not scoreboard watching too much, but the Jets have to be aware, you know, they're closer to Dallas, but Minnesota, Nashville, those teams are kind of rolling a little bit. And they're, they've got some, they've got some, not with Minnesota so much. They've got a little bit of latitude on Nashville, Colorado. Colorado is insane. The fact that they're like nine, 10 points back of Winnipeg is, is crazy. And even St. Louis, right? So those teams, you got to be aware, and you want to keep adding points. St. Louis now two and zero or three and zero since O'Reilly and Tarasenko went out. It's crazy. Like they Something beat like the that. Leafs, and then they beat somebody else. I forget who yeah. they beat last game, but yeah, I, I don't think the Blues are going to be in the race, Dave. Personally, but no, it's I agree. Definitely, it's definitely going to be between, as you mentioned, the Jets, the Stars, the Wild. You expect when the Avalanche get healthier. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to compete for first in the division, considering that they're mm. what are they nine or ten points back. But yeah, when you get the Jets back, and you get yeah. Landis Cog back, and all these guys. Uh, who am I missing here? Valerie Nachushkin. I mean, there's so many guys. I mean, yeah, they, got, they have they, so many injuries. Yeah, uh, they're missing Darren Hell from St. Andrews, Manitoba. I don't know if he's back yet, but he was injured. So uh, you're right. I mean, the Central Division, it's it's pretty crazy, actually, that it's this close. Um, but look, at Dallas has had a, a really good uh, first half of the season, just yep. like the Jets have. But you're right, Dave. The Jets aren't going to rest on their laurels. This was a huge win. It really was. Um, mm-hmm. When you consider that, you know, some of the teams they've played, like Edmonton, Vancouver, well, Vancouver especially, uh, they're kind of middling teams, right? This is a top-end NHL team. This is one of the better teams in the yeah. league. And sure, you didn't have Victor Hedman, um, but you still had Stamkos, Kucherov, you know, Vasilevsky, and, and Braden Point and Sorelli, right? So yeah. um, for the most part, this was a pretty uh, healthy Lightning team. Well, and, and Rick Bonus, as much as he didn't want to make it about himself, he didn't have an option because the team, at, at the team put up a, a 2,600 uh, banner up on the Jumbotron, so he had to acknowledge... That his uh, that his accomplishment was being honored by the team and the players and of course the the uh, fans here in Winnipeg gave him a big standing O for that uh, that accomplishment and as like maybe the team responded who knows maybe that's what they needed maybe that was the catalyst because you know six minutes less than six minutes sorry after the uh, the goal the Tampa took scored to take a two one lead well the Jets were back in it they took advantage of a power play opportunity and once again even though we weren't sure it was his goal. In fact, those of us in the press box were convinced it was um, Josh Morrissey's goal. But that would, of course, ruin my narrative that Josh Morrissey is going to get 82 assists in 82 games. So Josh Morrissey gets the the assist, the primary assist, the goal, Pierre-Luc Dubois. What, what is he doing? He's in front of the net and he ties up the game. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it after the Calgary game. You know, you had two tip goals, right? Like point shot. But really, I mean, the Jets have been playing much more of whatever you want to call it, straight line, simplistic type of hockey. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's a huge difference. In addition to the fact that you're getting more offense, offense from the defense, offense, offense, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
you know, it's, it's the fact that, you know, they're going harder to the net. Like that has been a mission of this team. And right before, you know, the goal that was scored, uh, you know, Dubois was trying to bang in a rebound. Right. So yeah, originally it looked like it was Morrissey's goal, but I mean, I, I think, you know, this is a development that we haven't seen, not just since last year, but I think over the last three or four years, I think, you know, the, the MO for the Jets is like, look, you don't always have to score beautiful goals. Just because you guys are highly skilled players doesn't mean, I mean, it, it's, it, it, it was like the shoot first, it was always the first power play um, was shoot first, right? Like that was always the thing. And then the less skilled second power play unit, you know, they're going to move it around a little bit more, but you know, I, I don't think, you know, that applies at all this year. I think both power play units, whoever's out there, and you saw, you know, Kevin Stenland and Sam Gagne out there last game. Um, and it was nice to see, you know, Nate Schmidt back on the power play, on the second power play, as, as in addition to Cole Perfetti, right? And obviously, you know, Wheeler as well. But um, yeah, this is just kind of like a carbon copy, Dave, of so many goals that we've seen this year, right? Like move the puck around with speed. You know, and it's either Morrissey or, or Pionk or sometimes Ehlers when he's in the lineup, right? But it, it's obviously been Morrissey for the most part of the season. Um, and then you have traffic in front of the net. So, I mean, it's, it's a formula that, that works really well because you have the skilled players that can execute, right? Like, it looks easy, right? Like, seems simplistic. Like, you know, move the puck from forward to D, back to forward, and then, you know, sh- point shot and then traffic in front and tip it in. Um, but these are, these are highly skilled players with Morrissey and Dubois and, and, and Connor. So... You know, I, I really like the way the Jets' power play looked tonight. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's no question about it. And, you know, as you mentioned it to me in the third period, and we're going to not jump ahead just yet, but it is it is rare to see a team get two five-on-threes in a game. And and it's funny, Derek Richards is mentioning in the chat, Stamkos denied 500 tonight. Stamkos could have scored a number of goals. And, you know, you have to give Connor Hellebuck or his friends, because, uh, you know, that, that almost happened a few times. But... You know, before we get into the third and we keep moving, we got to talk about this this southeast hate because it was like you know there was that fight at the end of the sometime in the second period. We should explain too for those who don't know what you're talking about here. The first two years that the Jets were back. I mean, I know a lot of people here have been with us for all. Uh, is it been twelve years since the Jets have been back, Dave, or thirteen? I forget. Whatever 12. it is, twelve or thirteen. 12. I think it's been 12. twelve. But most people know that the Jets were in the southeast division, but some people don't. So for the first couple of years that the Jets were back in Winnipeg after they came over from Atlanta, they yeah. were in the Southeast Division with the Lightning. I just wanted to get that in there for those. Sure. Like Bailey, for example, that would have been when Bailey was, I don't even know if Bailey would have been born yet then. Yeah. But I mean, for the young, for our younger IC viewers, I just wanted to get that in there, that the Jets used to be in the Southeast. It's always good. It's always good. But I'm just saying, it's interesting because I, I we're watching this and they're fighting behind the net. And uh, correct me as remind me. Sorry, who was who was that that fight involving? Was that Pionk? I think Pionk was involved in that one behind the behind the lightning net. And all of a sudden, I look over. Connor Hellebuck's at the blue line. Connor Hellebuck was thinking about getting involved, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, what is going on? Like, like there's was it nothing- Pionk and Sorelli? Yeah, I think it was Pionk and Sorelli. So I just like I'm trying to figure out what I was trying to figure out if T. Conapoli had given the Jets some sort of perhaps pregame speech about like, you know, how much the Jets should hate the lightning because it, it just seemed like there was a lot of uh, um, animus between these two clubs. And it was, uh, you know, and just you gotta love it, right, Dave? Like that's what we want to see. Cause we always complain about when the, when there's a boring game, right? Like yeah. this was not a boring game. And I think, you know, 
part of the Jets' passion and energy came from, as we talked about, the four veterans that they got, well, minus Perfetti, the four players that they got back, four impact players that they got back, but also Friday night, right? They've had a couple days between games. Um, But I think, you know, over the years, the Jets and, look at the Jets and Lightning play very similar styles of hockey, right? If you think about it, I mean, the Lightning, you know, I I would argue are still, you know, better on on the defensive end, like their group of defensemen, especially with Victor. Except for for on that empty net heads, but we're going to get ahead of ourselves. Well, the empty netter, I don't know what was was going on there. That was Sergachev and and Braden Point. And, you know, it was a one-on-two situation for Morgan Barron. So Morgan Barron just hustles and you never see. Oh, get back. Can't go, sure, we can't okay. jump ahead. But but the point is that the Jets and Lightning, look, they're built from the net out, right? They both have Vesna yep. winning goaltenders. They both have really skilled, you know, top to bottom. They're solid teams and really fast. And I think that's why you didn't have very many whistles in the first period, because it was basically, you know, a, a back and forth type of style game, right? Even though the Jets weren't creating a lot of offense or getting any shots, right? So um, this was a big win. And, you know, the mm-hmm. Jets, you know, closed the gap a little bit with the Stars. But I think these are the type of games, I don't want to call it a statement game or anything like that, but you can measure yourself up against one of the better teams in the East and you can say you beat them, even though, as I mentioned, this could have gone you know, either way. It was a tie game in the third period and the Jets came through when it mattered and scored on the five on three. Yeah. And, and again, the, you know, like I said, it just, it, you want to see the team playing with passion and that's not a bad thing. You want to see that there's a lot of emotion. You want to see that these guys want to win the game. Cause that's, that's, you know, if you're, if you're, um, you know, if you don't, if you're a case for us, Rob, you don't really care, then it's not, you know, you could say, well, we've won three in a row. You know, it's going to be, like I said, you could make all sorts of excuses, especially given the fact Tampa scored early in that second period. And that very easily could have been a, a turning point in the game, but instead the Jets fought back, tied it up, which is how things went into the third as until who else? Kyle Connor. Finally, we now know this was Kyle Connor's goal, not somebody else's. Once again, a power play goal for number 81 and his 17th of the season gives the Jets a 3-2 lead. Yeah, and you know Connor we talked about he was so good all game long and you know the power play has been so good uh you know especially in the last you know let's say you know going back to you know before the Christmas break but you know the, they continued to move the puck really well uh and Josh Morrissey was heavily involved but um you know you just like the the direct kind of Shifley to Connor, you know, crossing. You used to see that a lot with Blake Wheeler and Patrick Line, right, Dave? But you know, coming the other way with you know uh, Line uh, on the left side. So um, just a really nice pass by Shifley. And you know, when it's a five on three, there's already a huge advantage. But then Sorelli loses a stick, right? And I mentioned that to you. So it's essentially a five on two. But again, the Jets aren't. What are the Jets going to say? You know, are they going to go grab Sorelli a, a twig? No, I mean they're going to take advantage here, and and that's what they did. So you know, I, I love the execution on the power play. Love you know the pass from Shifley to Connor. Connor was fantastic. We talked about it. it looked like you know, he scored the first period goal, but then it, then it was obviously given to Dubois on the on the deflection. But just love how the the power play is is to to use a tired cliche is really firing on all cylinders right now. And you know what? That's what the Jets needed to do because, and, and I, know some, I know some people would say, well, you know, you need more five on five goals. And and there's no question about it. You know, you scored uh, two of your goals. I mean, well, technically, actually, sorry, the Baron, uh, the Baron goal obviously is a shorty and they're not going to, not going to skip ahead as he, but you know, the, the reality is sometimes you just want to, you just have to pick up the win. Right. And, and we've got to give Dylan DeMello a shout out because that was a hell of a good, sorry, I'm reading, uh, 
Oh, Rob. Sorry, I was I, I got distracted by Rob Mahoney. See, this is the problem when when Drew's not here. I'm usually paying more attention to the chat than I am the show, and now I've got to pay attention to the show more than I am the chat. So the chat is way better than the show, I would say. I know. That's why I'm like I'm pissed because I'm like usually paying attention to what's going on in the chat, and now I'm stuck. Uh, I'm I'm stuck talking to you as and being focused and making sure I'm I'm making all the stops here. But we've you know you really do have to recognize the play by Dylan Demello because. Again, it's one of those situations where it's funny because, you know, when you're watching it live and you tweet and you're like, well, how did that stay out of the net? And you think just Connor Hellebuck because Connor Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck makes so many, you know, grade A saves for the Winnipeg Jets. But in this instance, it was uh, the man they call Smoke, Ezzy. The man they call Smoke was the one who who, who fired that puck away from the... You're talking about uh, Pokey Reddick's brother, Smokey? Yes, that's true. Exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> But anyways, the point is that every once in a while, 37 needs to get a bailout. And that's that's what he did from Dylan DeMello. And sure enough, what happens, the Winnipeg Jets end up, you know, going into, it's a six on four. And you think, you know, Kyle, first of all, Kyle Connor, his chance of winning the Lady Bing is gone. I mean, two, he had four penalties, four penalty minutes, two penalties all of last season. He's an enforcer now. Connor's <laughs> not a goal scorer. He's not a playmaker. He's a tough guy. He took he took two penalties in one game. I mean that is un. Were they both tripping too, or one was yes. slashing? They were both tripping, uh, no, right? No, I think they're both tripping. So I yeah. mean, you've got you've got Kyle Connor, the goon. Although I, you know, one of the problems with with social media is like like I called him. I made some joke about it, but I had to insert this is a joke because if you don't, then someone truly thinks truly believes that you actually think Kyle Connor is a goon. It's kind of unfortunate, you know. There's no. Uh, there's no, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, There's a emoji. lot of power plays in this game. We talked about, it. like, to me, that was a, a huge factor. Like, not just the fact that the Jets scored, yeah, but the fact that you know the type of penalties Tampa Bay was taking, right, right. Like giving the Jets like that extra man advantage. Well, the Stamkos one, as he was 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 idiotic. I mean, yes. I don't know. I mean, first of all, Ehlers he takes out Ehlers, so that's a penalty. And I mean, even the interesting one, there's Shifley didn't have the puck. He got taken out, which is probably why he was pissed. Uh, you know, later on and took out uh, who did he take a foot. And then, but heaven forbid they actually show that on the broadcast. Instead, we have. And then to he learn. actually dropped the gloves with. Was that Sorelli? I forget. Sorelli, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just don't see that. You don't see Shifley with the big body checks, but Foot is a big boy. Yeah, Foot is a big Shifley boy. Shifley's a big boy too. Don't get me wrong. Like Shifley, he's not a small man. Uh, but you know, Foot's uh, you know just like his dad, a big uh, stay-at-home defenseman, right? So well, I like that. I like I like the fact that there's a little bit of hate on between these teams that don't play well, for- each other that much. Yeah, and and again, like I said, I the hit on Flurry. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Again, unfortunately, we didn't see the replay because we had to watch like some guy. Like they didn't show the replay. I didn't understand why they didn't show the replay. They showed the same the replay of the fight, which was fine. The fight was good, but I'm not entirely certain why we needed to see the. Uh, we couldn't see was the that replay. Even a of, fight? I don't even know if that was a fight. That was just well. Mark Shifley liked it. He was he was he was rather. It was more of a he, shoving match. I would he say. was rather. He was rather jazzed up about it. And, it, wasn't, and again, it wasn't exactly Lennox Lewis versus Riddick Bo, Dave. <laughs> it definitely was not. But the reality is, you know, the Jets PK was good. They were, they were, they were, they were again solid. And it's not as if Tampa Bay doesn't have some serious firepower. So, I mean, another, you know, good sign for the Winnipeg Jets is that they were managed to keep Tampa off the, off the board in that regard, right? As because that's one of those things you need is that you need to show that your, your power play is working, your penalty kill is working. And that's sometimes how you win games, especially when you have a goal well, attender like Connor Hellebuck. Sorry, I got to give a shout out to your boy Morgan Barron here because to me, like he was the unsung hero in the penalty kill tonight. Like yep. Adam Lowry is just a professional. Like he's just an elite penalty killer. 
So, I mean, we have to give Lowry was also good tonight on the penalty kill. Yeah. But, you know, I, I thought, you know, there were, if one player deserved an empty netter, I know that, you know, that kind of sounds stupid. Um, but, like, to me, Morgan Barron deserved that just based on the, how hard he worked all night long on, on the mm-hmm. PK. And I think Barron is a guy who probably would tell you, like, he'd like to be producing more offense. Like, he'd like to have a couple more goals, right? Um, but, you know, he's turned into a penalty killing specialist for the Jets. And, you know, he's he's doing a really good job. So that was just him outworking Sergachev and Braden Point and getting rewarded and, and you know, putting the, the bow on this game. Well, and, and, you know, like we've got a couple of good comments. Joe from Winnipeg, who, of course, is a favorite here. He he writes, every player on the Jets had a role to play today. It was a great team win. Absolutely agree with that. And I like this one from Ryan. Ryan Trapp says, best no goalie goal I've seen. All hustle. And that's what you're talking about. It really was. Because Sergachev, I mean, he was, I mean, he's a good defenseman. But he's tired. I mean, clearly it was the end of the game, end of the shift. They're tired. But again, like, I mean, you you had enough time left there that you still could have come back in the game. And it's a six on four, right? Because noted goon Kyle Connor is sitting in the penalty box. So you're, you know, and it was for the entirety of that third period, the remainder of the third period, because I think he took it with a minute 52 left in that game. That's the type of goal, Dave, that drives John Cooper crazy. It would drive any coach crazy when you have, you know, you have the numbers, you have two guys back. And a guy just beats both of them to the puck and, you know, wraps it into the net, right? So coaches hate those type of goals. Well, and and as you said it, and it, you're right, it is a massive team win. Like, it's a, it really is. It's it's not to be, like, you're not going to sit here and you're not crowning the Jets Stanley Cup champions because they won that game. But it is a it is a huge team win. And and here's a, here's a fun little fact for you. Are you ready for this, Ez? So tonight was game 39 for the Jets, and they won their 25th game. Last year, they won their 25th game in game 57. Both times they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's crazy. Dave M, a little, uh, I did a little research. A little a little numerology research. there, Dave. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's a significant pace that they're on compared to last year. And well, this team is is head and shoulders above last year's team in every yeah. sense, right? Like we, we've talked about the special teams. Penalty kills better. Power plays better. The, the team defense is better. Offense from defensemen is better. Right, like expected goals, possession, everything is better. Maybe not so much possession in this game, uh, but in most areas, the Jets are better this year. Right, they're, they're, the coaching is better. Right, like everything, the attitude, the culture around this team is better. Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, it's not a surprise at all because of how bad last year was. But you're absolutely right. I mean, look, the Jets are a lock to make the playoffs. It's just a question yeah. if they're able to win the Central or if they finish second or third or fourth. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be neck and neck, you know, for the next, uh, you know, how many games are left now? 43. I don't, I don't think, th- I think this is going to go right down to the wire. You know, Colorado, I think is, is going to push for sure, but just look at, look at how tight it is between the Jets stars and the wild right now. Right. So it's well, great. That's what Ma- you love to see. Friend of the show, Rob Mahoney makes a good point. Rob is a good person in case anybody's wondering. And, and he makes a good point. 2018-19 had the best record as, but then dropped off a cliff after Christmas. This year, coaching is better. No swoon. What yeah, I would, have to, I would have to agree with that. 2018-19, uh, you know, we remember what happened with, uh, you know, in the playoffs uh, with the St. Louis Blues, if you remember, right? The, the Jets were right in that series. They could have won that series. Um, and who, who scored the win? It was a Braden Shen who got that winning goal. Remember? Uh, yeah, I know. It was Jacob Truba to... froze the puck there. Remember yeah. he, froze, he froze the puck and there was the Behind late the goal. Net. I think it was yeah. Braden Shen. It might have been right. Jaden Schwartz, but it, it was one of those two players. Oh. 
the Blues had the Blues were that was a Cinderella run with Jordan yeah, Bennington and how he was playing right and how good Ryan O'Reilly was. He won the Conn Smythe, of course. Um, but you're right. I mean, to compare this team to any other team, I think is is foolish because right. the 2017 18 team. I mean, that was so long ago that I mean, especially the defense, right? Like it's it's essentially you know, with the exception of Josh Morrissey, it's a completely different defense, right? So you yeah. can't compare those two teams. This is a much different team. And now that they're getting healthier, they're almost completely healthy. Once Manaline and Appleton and Stanley come back, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if, uh, you know, how well they can do. But I think there's there's no doubt that the Jets have proven that, you know, they're at the very least a, a top 10 and top 10 team in the league this year. Well, you're a top 10 guy on Illegal Curve, as he every single time. That's what I say. I say he's top. That Ginsburg is top 10 material here on Illegal Curve. Now, you guys uh, in the chat, first of all, Phyllis, I don't, I don't know because I'm trying to pay attention. So hopefully Phyllis is instructing everybody. I know a lot of other people are instructing folks to smash that like button as he, because of course, you know, that helps our algorithm. Not that we know what that means, but that helps us. And of course, leave comments. If you can leave comments on the podcast, I always appreciate it. I always make note of that, of course. And that gives you an opportunity to win prizes, which of course we've got lots of prizes still to come as we've got tough duck tukes. We've got to give away a prize which I probably have to figure out the winner in the next three minutes. We got and I picked the unique code word. This is yes. the first time that I've picked the unique yes. code word. Yes. And I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's going to guess it, but uh, if anybody's well, watched the show a lot over the years, they'll understand why. Don't I give a clue, Ezzy. No clues. Oh, I won't. No okay, clues. I won't. I won't. No clues. No clues. But uh, but we're, we're, hold on. I'll tell you right now, Ez. No, nobody has guessed it. So we are we are good in that sense. We have not had a person guess. So that is good news, Ez. We're, we're very happy with that. Because we don't want you to guess it. We want you to listen to the show. And therefore, you can, uh, that way you'll win authentic Jets gear. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, it's it's a new month. We've got a new contest. Drew screwed up. People pointed this out. People actually came to Twitter. People were having a chit-chat on the on the pregame. Well, as, the pitchforks were coming out from Indel. I like it. Well, of course, because he screwed up. I didn't because I did. I set up the Calgary show. So mine, my links were fine. But Drew... Did a little too much copying and pasting of his old links. He does get sloppy with his copy and pasting. Copy was a little sloppy, yes. And let's just say the folks had to come out of the chat, find me on Twitter. Meanwhile, I'm trying to, I was trying to work, trying to do, you know, all of Legal Curve, Instagramming, tweeting, updating illegalcurve.com. And yet I've got folks telling me the link's not working. So I had to go edit the link, Mindell, and fixed it. So the folks will be able to have a link that works. That's actually why Drew isn't on the show today. He was embarrassed. Yeah, Joe from Winnipeg. He didn't want to show his face. Drew has sausage fingers. So Drew's sausage fingers, unfortunately, (laughs) inserted the wrong link. So if you want to uh, enter the contest, feel free to do that. And that is on the link in the description below. It's also always on the IllegalCurve.com website. I've always got it in the notes. On a game day, I've always got it as note two, which includes a link to the post-game show. And it's also in the pregame reports. So you can always read that there or sometimes in the practice reports. I have it as well because we want you to win authentic Jets gear, jerseys, hats, T-shirts. And don't worry, folks. I know some folks are going, Manuk, where's my stuff? I'm getting it all. I'm getting trying to whittle down my list. It's on my list of things to do. So next week, they'll be sent out. They'll be delivered. I mean, I had to, Spencer, just in case you're wondering, I had to wait for Ezzy to get back into town so I can, you know, bring him along with me. So don't you worry. We're going to have... we're going to have winners. We're going to have merch to give away. And remember, the grand Should we take prize, the minivan? Let's take the minivan. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll take the minivan because we're going to have so much stuff to take as. So that's for sure the minivan is what how we'll do it. But 
not only can you win uh, the authentic gear, you can also win tickets to an NHL game of your choice. Of course, we bought one winner from last month. And remember, just I had some people asking me, even if you're, a, uh, you know, you win the post game show prize, you can also still win your, uh, uh, you can still be the grand prize winner. So there is no problems with repeat winners on this show. We we allow it all. But anyways, let's just uh, thank our friends at Betway because they brought you the get Betway game recap brought to you by Betway. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play, Ezzy. Please play responsibly. Well, I got through that one a little bit better than I got through the last time. But hey, there's still plenty more show to go, folks. I mean, I know Ezzy and I could probably, you know, end now because we've got a you know a show coming up in a few hours. But yes, there's a lot of things no, to talk no, about. No. There's, there's so much to talk about. The Moose. World Juniors. Your procedure. What I a mean, game last night. Nothing nothing is off the table on the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. So I'm Dave Manouk. He's Ezzy Ginsberg. We're heading to commercial break. And when, when we come back, we'll talk about everything I just discussed and whatever else you want to talk about. Mention in the chat. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. (laughs) There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. 
So wait a second, wait a second. All, all the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Welcome back to the illegal curve postgame show. I'm Dave Manuk. He's Ezzy Ginsberg. We're Did holding it down. No, I was. What are you talking about? I, was, I told you. I was yelling at you from down here, and I was picked. I was trying to get the winner. As come okay. on, I've got. I wasn't sure what was going on up there. Well, I mean, I was trying to. I, I had, again. I'm like, I need like eight. I need a, like an octopus because I, I need like hands here, hands there, tweeting, Ocho. Instagramming. Yeah, exactly. That would make it a lot easier. As anywho, welcome back to the Elite Curve Hockey Post Game Show. Uh, lots to talk about. Jets, of course, winners 4-2 over the Lightning. So they are uh, feeling good about themselves. They'll be playing on uh, Sunday against the Vancouver Canucks, right, As So they've got a 2 o'clock game on Sunday against the Canucks. Right now, the Jets are scheduled to practice tomorrow at 12. What, what's that going to be? 6-1, 7-2, something like that? The Canucks stink. Really? I agree, by the way. Uh, I neither, it, there's, the, the chat is saying, as he, I either need a clone or an intern. I'm happy to take either. I wouldn't mind cloning myself. I'd probably get it. I thought we have Bailey. Bailey's the intern. Yeah, but Bailey's more of a shadow intern than than an actual intern. I mean, unless we decide to make her an actual intern, but um, I guess that's that's the story for another day. But anywho, the Jets uh, winners. As do you want to share anything with the chat? People have been chatting about some things. Do you want to chit chat about anything? You want to get into Doctor J Buenaface? So yes, I put it all look. I put it all over social media. My entire life is on social media. I don't have anything to hide here, but yes, the procedure went well. Um, Dr. Jay Buenafe uh, was, was great. I mean, we know him, a lot of Jets fans know him from his commercials on back in the day on TSN 1290. And then I believe he's on CJOB 680, unless I'm mistaken. I think you're um, right. But yeah, it went well. Like, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, uh, my area is a little bit sore, but I've been putting some <laughs> ice on it. I don't have any, uh, you know, I'm doing the show right now, but I'm probably going to go home and, put a little bit more of those uh frozen peas on there but yeah. uh yeah for the most part it went really well so shout out to dr jay buenefe and his team they took care of me watched a, a episode of the office while it was going on i was actually hoping for seinfeld yeah um but you know I'll you don't get to office. choose because when i'm at the dentist i mean i never do it because i always because i know my, my dentist is a friend of mine so i always end up chatting but but i i always get that offer and but they usually give you a, a choice of like what you want to watch no, I, well, I may, I guess I could have asked, but, you know, I don't mind The Office. Like, I, I realize, like, you know, it's kind of a love or hate thing with The Office. It was actually yeah. a, a Will Ferrell uh, cameo episode, so I'm a huge Will Ferrell guy. So I, I like that. But, uh, yeah, no, it went pretty well. Like, you know, I was documenting it on my Instagram story. Having well, people little, know. 
having a little bit of fun with it. But uh, look at Naomi. Naomi wanted me to have the procedure done. Uh, and, you know, here we are here. So now uh, Drew and I are, are, are both uh, V brothers, I guess. Well, I will say as the people think you deserve the toque because you didn't make the hardest hitting comment, but you had the hardest hitting procedure of the day. So uh, you win. And and I, I guess you didn't notice. Look, I mean, well, when I started the show and I said that game was just nuts. But uh, a lot of people. I did pick up on that. I okay, was going to say something, right. but I wanted you to right. let you finish the intro. But uh, yeah, I, I don't 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 get me wrong, Dave. I felt that one. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, look. That's one of the things that people love about Ezra Ginsburg because I will tell everyone the people person you are seeing in front of you is the same person you would see on the street or in my house watching the third period. There's nobody in this world. No way, Dave. This is just an act. This is the mask that I put on. I'm an introverted guy. I'm quiet. I'm serious. Yeah. Let me not tell you. There's, not at all funny. There's no one who's more authentic than Ezra Ginsburg. I will tell you that. Appreciate it, Dave. Unequivoc- you, unequ- unequivocally. There is nobody more authentic, which is why uh, our show is so good the way it is, because you've got the inauthentic Drew Mandel and you got the authentic Ezra Ginsburg. And I'm sometimes inauthentic. Drew just has his talking sometimes points. Authentic, He's just so talk- polished, right, Drew? Yeah. 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 So I'm, uh, I'm more in the middle. I'm trying to find Darwin's comment because I, I wanted to highlight that one, but I can't seem to find so in it. In Bones We Trust is asking uh, oh, if I used frozen peas or carrots. Actually, frozen corn. Actually, oh. Naomi Naomi actually you know went into the freezer and found what would be suitable to put on that area. Yeah. And it was I, I have an ice pack as well that I used to use all the time <laughs> for my knee and my back, all the various injuries I've had. So yes. it was used. So frozen corn is the answer in Bones. Well, there we go. So, and a lot of people think that we should have chosen vasectomy or nuts to be the unique code word. It was not. We didn't. We didn't go that way. Darwin Moore pointed out Merry Chris Ukrainian Christmas Eve. Absolutely, the Ukrainians in the chat. So, I wanted to highlight that one for everybody who's getting ready to celebrate Ukrainian Christmas. A Merry Ukrainian Christmas to you and your family, and hope everybody is is safe and healthy uh, on this year. So, um, and I wish this gives you, you an opportunity best. to uh, mention my dad. Obviously, yes. uh, you know. Uh, one of the most important people in my life from of course the great northern canadian mining town of flinflon manitoba he was in on, on the topic of ukrainian um my dad was in a band when yes. he was in high school and the name of the band was yuki jew and the iceman because there was one ukrainian one yeah. jewish guy being my dad and uh one icelandic guy so as far as i'm concerned that's still one of the best <laughs> band names i've ever heard yuki jew and the iceman there you go Maybe we, I mean maybe we'll get them back for a, you. Maybe maybe they should make music for this uh, this show as. Uh, before I forget, and I, I can't forget because of course we got I got I got to give thanks to the person who who gave me life. Big shout out to my mom Cheryl who's celebrating her birthday today. So uh, got a chance happy to birthday see Cheryl. Happy birthday to my mom. You That's know, two weeks in a row because it was, your, it was your niece Emily's birthday. It was my niece Emily's uh, birthday last, last week. week. Right? Yeah. yeah, And now my mom is celebrating her birthday today. So big happy birthday shout out to my mom. And happy retirement to my dad because after Absolutely. almost 50 years of practicing law on Henderson Highway in Elmwood, my dad is uh, is hanging up his uh, legal uh, stripes. So big shout out to my dad. I don't want to, I don't want to take away from my mom, but my dad's, my dad's uh, retiring from the practice of law after 47 years. Uh, one of the best people you'll ever get a chance to meet if you get a chance Absolutely. to meet him. Uh, brought your a dad's the thing, best. Good for your Brought dad. something I mean, called honor to the profession of law, which you know a Absolutely. lot of people don't attribute to it. But he was he was without question one of the best. Uh, in the I actually business. didn't think your dad was ever going to retire, Dave. I Neither thought your dad, dad was just going to work forever. Yeah. So uh, he, he deserves it. And you know he's going to have 
lots of time to now, uh, you know, travel and and take it easy and obviously yep. watch the IC post game shows. So absolutely, shout out <laughs> to both parents tonight. Well, I know that my I know that my mom watches the show. I can't actually tell but you only that when again. Drew isn't isn't on. Yes, right. Yes, she, yes. if Drew's on, she turns it right off. But Whoa, when it's just the two of us. T Kona Pauly says he still owes my dad a retainer. Well, T Kona, you know, don't worry, he'll be he'll be in the office on Monday, so you get I'd down there. I just want a retainer, Dave. I wouldn't have a space in my teeth. <laughs> Seriously, that's why I have a space in my teeth. I didn't wear my, my retainer after I had braces, so there I think T Kona well, Pauly's talking about a legal retainer. That is um, what he I wouldn't know anything retainer. about that because I can't afford that. But <laughs> anyway, yes, I definitely can't afford it. Gary's prices. De- <laughs> yeah, his, his hourly rate isn't in, in, insignificant, but I will say Doug Thorsey is asking me from related to Sid Manuk, the car mechanic who's no longer unfortunately with us. But yeah, he is a cousin of my dad's, um, like a third cousin. So not super close, but I knew him as, uh, for sure. All, as the, he Manuk's, has my dad. all the Manukes are r- related in Manitoba. It's the, the Manuk dynasty is what it is. Yes, that is a very good point. Anyway, so happy uh, early Ukrainian Christmas. Happy birthday to my mom and happy retirement to my dad. So it's been, sorry, I took a little time there. Took away from uh, the Manuk Moves Minute, of course, because, you know, I mean, I didn't want to, didn't want to forget that stuff as, because that's the kind of stuff that if you forget about it, you know, your parents aren't very happy with you and you get in trouble and they complain. And- I remember one of the the happiest, this involves uh, your Baba, of course. Yeah. One of the, I don't know if you remember this because that was obviously back in the day when Richie was on the show, but we had Baba Toots call in for Richie's birthday. That must've been, oh man. 10 years ago, it was like 2012, 2013, yeah, yeah. but I, uh, I organized it with, uh, your auntie Marine, uh, Richard's mom, and then Baba Tuts, who unfortunately passed away. But, uh, I mean, she was obviously the matriarch of the family and, uh, yeah, that was Richie was, had no idea either. So he was, he was super happy. So I just wanted to get that in there too. Yeah, no, it's always all good. And, uh, you know, as I mean, I mean, I shouldn't do it, but I can't help myself. Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Oh, how did that happen? Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time because, you know, hopefully tomorrow I'll get a little more time on uh, the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. But the Moose were in action today in Laval looking to bounce back uh, against the Rocket. The Moose have hit a bit of a slide because... All their guys have been up with the Jets. So they got Jansen Harkins back earlier this week. They got Christian Reichel back yesterday, of course. Michael Essimont uh, picked up by the San Jose Sharks. So he wasn't returned to the Moose. And the Moose looked like they were flying. 3 nothing after 40 minutes uh, of play in Laval. And then it looked like the Rocket were going to chip away 3-1. But then the Moose took back a lead 4-1. And so you're thinking, well, the Moose are going to cruise to the to this vic- victory, as he. But no, not an easy, not an easy one because Laval pulled their goaltender three times in the third period. So three, six on five goals for the Laval Rocket to tie the game late in that third period, send it to overtime. And then sure enough, who else but Jansen Harkins scores his sixth goal in seven games in the American Hockey League. Isn't, isn't that his second OT winner as well, Dave? I believe, yes, it is his second OT right? winner. Right, because so, during his first time back down with the Moose, he had an OT winner. Yeah, yeah. So the point is you've him. got Jansen Harkins getting, you know, a nice, nice play by Alex Limoges, who actually took what looked very similar to the Blake Wheeler shot in the first period. Turned out it was just a stinger in the leg. I didn't say it hit him in the balls, but it looked like it hit him somewhere. So he ended up going to uh, the room, came back, played the re- part of the first period, and of course, the Moose win. So they've ended their losing streak, which hit a hit three games, and they will now head to 
I want to say either Toronto or Belleville. It's a six-game road trip, so they're going to be on the road. Hold on, I'm telling you right now. They're going to go to Belleville tomorrow, 6.05 p.m. So they play Belleville tomorrow. Then they've got a few days off. Then they play Toronto on Wednesday, Toronto Friday, and then Belleville. So long, long road trip for the Manitoba Moose. But they're getting their guys back, right? And so one of the interesting things is, as I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit tomorrow, Brad Lambert, Jeff Merrick today said on uh, Twitter, and it's funny because I I don't know if it was you or one somebody else. I oh, wait, how, how come all of a sudden Jeff Merrick is like the Jets prospect expert? Well, I don't know. If, That's but you, he, well, I appreciate that. It, it's funny because if someone had asked me what I expect, and we saw, look, Shane Wright went back. Seattle sent him to the OHL today. So it, it's not unexpected to see guys. And we don't know about Chaz Lucius. He could go to Portland. Right. My, my So I, I had said before, I want to say like two or three days ago, I said, maybe it was today. I don't remember. But anyways, the point is, I, my expectation was I, I, I could see Brad Lambert going. I know some people wanted him up in the NHL, but I didn't no. see that. I, I, I the thought NHL is not an option. for Seattle's him. one of the top teams in the, in the WHL. It's a fact. They're, I think they're ranked the number one. They're, yeah. They're the right. I was going to say the top two. Num- yeah. Yeah. So you got the number one team in the WHL with the Seattle Thunderbird. And and I don't think it's a bad thing to said Brad Lambert there to get him an opportunity to, to he's 18 really years old. Let's, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. He's 18 years old. Yes. And so I think, but it sounds like, so what Jeff Merrick said, just to give everybody uh, in the chat a heads up, he said, it sounds like not official, but it sounds like Brad Lambert's going to head to Seattle after the world uh, juniors. And, and just to be clear, guys get a few days off because they missed the Christmas break. So because they've been playing so much, they're getting, usually the teams give them a bit of time. Chaz Lucius was asked about it by our boy, Chris Ann Peters, who's a prospects ex- expert as he, and he was talking, he asked, what do you know about your situation? He did. And Chaz Lucius said, I'm going to go home to Minnesota. It sounded to me like he was going to be rejoining the Manitoba Moose. That would be my expectation. And, and, with you know, him. We should mention here, he's a year older, right? Like that, that's yeah. huge in yeah, this he's situation. A 2000, you know, he's a 2021 draft pick as opposed yeah. to Lambert last year, right? So yeah, I, I don't have any problem with Lambert going to play for, you know. No, and neither the, do I. Like the Seattle, I think, you know, everybody expects the Winnipeg Ice to go on a long playoff run. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people that follow the, the WHL a lot more than I do, everybody says the same thing. Like Portland's a really good team. Yeah, There's they're no the second, Portland is also second place team, team in the West. They're second too in that U.S. division, right? Yeah. But Seattle with Reed Schaefer and Kevin Kurczynski, first round picks and other players. Uh, Thomas Millich, is he not on the Thunderbirds? Who won the Canada's goaltender? Um, I won a gold. I believe he's on the Thunderbirds as well, is he not? So I mean, the the Thunderbirds are are probably the the if there's if there's one team that poses the biggest threat to the Winnipeg Ice's uh, you know WHL championship aspirations, it's probably the Thunderbirds. But in terms yeah. of Lambert, and, and again, we might touch on it tomorrow, Dave, because we want to get into the the tough duck hardest hitting comment here. I know. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's no problem with him, you know, playing in the WHL for a year because we know he's going to play pro next year if he doesn't return to the Moose. So if he was right. 19, I could see maybe an argument, you know, that he doesn't have anything left to prove at the WHL level. But clearly, I mean, the Jets, and that's what matters. The Jets, you know, management group, they're the ones that, you know, player development, they're the ones that know what's best for for Brad Lambert, right, in addition to himself. So yeah. I don't think this is not, I mean, Lambert's going to have a good pro career. They just want him to, you know, get a little, as we call it, the little marinating in the WHL. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad thing to to have a guy, you know, get a chance to dominate against his peers and and show that he can do that because I I think it'll go, you know, a long ways for his confidence. And he may not like it. I mean, it's hard to leave, you know, being a pro and all that. But again, as you just said, and as you correctly said, as he this is a young guy 
who has a lot of hockey left in him. So he doesn't have to worry about uh, that. And, and Joe from Winnipeg says he didn't, Chaz Lucius didn't quit us college early to go to play in the WHL. He's hundred percent going to the moose. I Ginsburg guarantee that. And as it's too bad because if he was Portland would be the next, I agree with Joe played. on that, by the way. So do I, 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 my point I was making earlier was that I could see Brad Lambert going to the WHL. I didn't see Chaz Lucius doing that. And again, that doesn't mean Chaz Lucius is going to come in and dominate at the AHL level because he hasn't done it yet. He's shown some flashes. He's got to stay healthy. And remember, pro is different. You're, I mean, don't get me wrong. World Juniors is awesome. And that that hockey la- yesterday was incredible. The Both both games were incredible. Uh, goaltending optional, of course, in the in the uh, U.S.-Sweden game. But you know what? The, the truth is, you the pro level, whatever you want to say about the AHL, it's still pro hockey. And you're playing against men. And these kids have a lot of growing to do. And I don't mean like maturity i just mean from a fit well yeah maturity from a physical perspective so in their game i mean yeah. it's it's a very different game the ahl game is very different than than the nhl game as That's you right. know but yeah. it's it's a step up from you know whether it's the whl or, or the ohl so you're 100 right dave like not everybody is able to do what you know kyle connor did in the ahl or jack roslovic you know did in the ahl right like it, it's it's not and they did that at, at an older age we should mention yeah. that right like they had played um, with the U.S. national team, or right, so uh, these guys are going to be fine. These guys are first-round draft picks. They're going to be really good, um, and and you just have to remember that this is their first year of pro hockey, right? Lucius's first pro year. Lambert doesn't. Sorry, that was wrong. Lambert actually did play pro um, in Finland. But yeah, the in point Finland, is that yeah. he's 18 years old. So yeah, I, I think you know every everything is going to be fine. There's nothing wrong with going on a nice long WHL you know run with the Thunderbirds. Although I will, so to round it off as, it's interesting to me in the fact that Seattle and Portland are the two teams that are going to be here in Winnipeg against the ice. So Portland, I think it's Seattle first on Sunday, and then I think Portland is playing on Wednesday. And as there's a lot of, there's seven Winnipeggers, or seven, sorry, seven Manitobans who are on that Portland team. So anyways, let's get into that tough duck, hardest hitting comment here as, and uh, unfortunately, because I'm, you know, I, I will give Mendel credit for this. I haven't figured out how to do this yet, Ezzy. So I'm just going to post the comment uh, under the illegal curve one, and I'll I'll throw it up there because uh, let's go, Brian. Yeah, there we go. We got it from Brian Harder. It was uh, about half an hour ago, more than 40 minutes ago. Uh, Brian Harder, see him a lot uh, watching the IC post game show. So we appreciate it, just like we appreciate everybody uh, joining us after every Jets game. Uh, they got the comment up there. The nice thing about the Jets rolling four lines is they can reduce the minutes that the top six play and stay fresh for the playoffs. I think. You know, we're going to be talking about that, that, especially once we get into, you know, March and, and April. But, yeah. you know, this is one of those games where we talked about it. I mean, the power play did the majority of the damage tonight. And there was only one even strength goal. But, um, you know, I actually really liked the way Carson, Carson Kuhlman looked on that third line with Lowry and Barron. We're expecting there's a good chance when Mason Appleton gets back into the lineup eventually. But clearly, Dave, Lowry and Barron, they're going to be a pair there on, on the third line. Unless there's injuries like, you know, we saw Lowry playing on, on the wing. Uh, but Morgan Barron obviously had a great game. Uh, you know, thought Kevin Stenland was noticeable, you know, centering the fourth line in place of David Gustafson. I'm not sure what happens, you know, next game. I thought Axel Janssen Fialbi was noticeable, but I wonder if, you know, Gus Bus goes back into the game on Sunday. I don't think they're going to keep, you know, Gustafson as a healthy scratch. Obviously, injuries are going to factor in because you've got Sacco Manalainen. But anyways, the, the comment by Brian, I think, is is very well made that clearly this year, you know, the Jets are using their fourth line 
much more. And the third line has been much more effective, even if Adam Lowry is in a bit of a goal scoring drought. So Brian, send me an email, Ezra, E-Z-R-A at illegalcurve.com and send me your mailing address. I should mention that. And Tough Duck will ship out a toque to you. You can also slide into my DMs. You've, you see it right there, I-C-S-E-G. So you can slide into my DMs if that's uh, your preferred method. And uh, as I mentioned, you'll receive a Tough Duck too. There you go. Brian Harder, congratulations. Brian says, thanks, guys. Brian's in the chat. We always like when guys right and girls stick around and find out if they're the big winners. And as it's not just Tough Duck toques we're giving away. We got to give away some Jets merch. And now I guess the question is for me or for you, since you came up with the unique code word, do you want to give the unique code word? Let's give the unique code word out first, okay. then we'll we'll announce the winner. So for the unique code word for everyone who was trying to guess and wasn't able to guess it from as he's beautiful mind as tell everyone where you went with this one okay well if you've listened to the show over we're, we're getting close to 14 years by the way february oh, 2009 was our first ever show on back then it was red river college's kick fm so i look out for that a month from now will be our officially our 14th anniversary but uh, anybody who's listened to the show knows i'm a huge wrestling guy um, so that's where we went with the unique code word. You want to put it up there, Dave, or do you want me to say it here? No, I'm going to put it up right now. I just, I was so excited about Kenny's, Kenny's comment that I threw that one up there. The unique code word is going to run wild on you. Let me put it that yes, way. Yes. Let's go as a, there we go. Hulky Hulkamania, not Hulkamania. Uh, Hulk I got Hogan. worried for a second. I thought Tampa maybe Bay, I, I wrote Hulk the wrong Hogan, name. Hulk Hogan is, uh, I don't know if he was born in Tampa Bay, but that certainly is home and he's got a bar there. So that's where we went for uh, this one. Hulkamania. What's what's Hulk Hogan's real name? Terry Belia. That's correct. That is correct. Well, I mean, you're talking about one of my idols, right? I mean, we're, we're uh, you know just a few years apart, Dave. But for me, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, like those uh, those are my guys, right? Well, I'm I have not to, have to throw in Honky Tonk Man, obviously. Well, first of all, you got it. You missed the most important one. Oh yeah. Macho Man, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Macho, Macho Man. Macho yeah. Man was, was the, yeah. my favorite. Wrestler. I didn't like I how he treated Miss Elizabeth in real life, though. That's another whole thing, though. Well, although I will say the the um, uh, Macho Man uh, um, what is it, like documentary is awesome. Like it is. I didn't is know amazing. there was one. I'll watch it. Oh, that. it's as you got to watch it. It is yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, I love, love the, uh, the elbow drop off the top rope. That was classic. Uh, well, I mean, nobody gave the flying elbow like, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, the snook I used no, to give he was a, a splash. He, he would do the splash. Didn't he do the flying elbow though? Or was it leaping Lanny Poffo? Yeah. Leaping Lanny Poffo. I think he did a, uh, a good, but nobody did. Nobody, nobody, nobody did a, a flying elbow like Macho Man Randy. Absolutely. Savage. There's nobody, uh, there's nobody like that guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I could do that all show. Let's just do a show of <laughs> imitating our favorite wrestlers as anywho, big congratulations. You can be like Colton DeVos, who won the IC merch contest. Colton, way to go. I'm going to reach out to you, send you an email for uh, your big win in the last show. I think actually Colton went and checked out the Illegal Curve TikTok. I think that's how Colton ended up winning. So be like Colton. Go to the Illegal Curve TikTok. Follow us, although you don't have to do that to win. But that helps. Makes me happy. Leave a comment. That gets you bonus points. Enter the unique code word, Hulkamania, as he just gave it to you. And if you do that, you can be like Colton, and you can be an Illegal Curve merch winner, and uh, you get authentic Jets gear, as you get t-shirts, you get hats, you get a jersey, lots of things to win, and of course, tickets to a Jets game of your choice if you are the grand prize winner for January. So um, 
uh, that's that's pretty much it. As I don't think we've got more to, a show to do. I mean, we've got another show to do, you know, in in like ten hours. So I think we probably shouldn't go too much longer. You had a procedure today, so I'm not gonna. I, as yeah, there's a there's a bag of frozen corn waiting for me in the freezer that I'm gonna be uh, applying. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, you know I'll rest up a little bit. But as you mentioned, we're gonna be back live. I've got Jason Bell, sports editor of the Free Press, coming on, and our really good friend Marty Biron. Uh, Buffalo Sabres analyst and of course he does work for TSN you saw him during the first intermission and the second intermission with with John Lou so yeah it seems like you know forever since I've done a Saturday show it's really only been uh, you know three weeks because December 17th was the last show I did because of course you did the show with uh, Big Rig Jim Jim Toth with that great interview with with Nolan Baumgartner that I actually still have to watch I haven't had a chance to watch it yet but uh, anybody who hasn't watched it should watch it because Dave told me uh, bomber was was great so yeah it's good to get you know back in the saddle with uh the three of us on the the saturday morning mothership show well and as i mean but while we're doing this i think the frosty needs to get those uh those those sponsors up so people know who's gonna be at rumors this week but i was gonna say not Kelly only are Taylor. We gonna have, but not only as he are we gonna have jason bell and marty Baron. we're also gonna have marty bird True. so but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna reveal that so just be aware We'll have a couple of Martys on the show tomorrow joining us on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show, but this has been the Illegal Curve postgame show. And it's a big thank you to all of our sponsors of Illegal Curve who make this show, the postgame show, possible, along with the Saturday show and the website. They are Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zappia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagram's, Rolly's Transfer, and Grid Park. Support these fine businesses because of their continued support of Illegal Curve Hockey. And as well, so sorry, first of all, I'm just going back uh, about four or five minutes when we were talking about the, the unique code word Hulkamania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Frosty is already a favorite of, of ours, but the fact that he just dropped the Macho Man cameo in Spider Man in 2002, remember when, when oh, yes. uh, Peter Parker is in yeah. a wrestling match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Macho Man, that's a, that's that's 21 years ago. That's an incredible drop, anyways. Thank good you on you, Frosty, for bringing that one up. Good on Frosty. Well, good on everybody in the chat for for joining us, for spending your night with Ezzy and Dave and for being part of the Illegal Curve postgame show. Smash that like button on the way out and reminder that we will be going on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Of course, plenty more of Jets content coming your way. You can go join. I don't know if Kenny and Rennie, I didn't see anything from them saying that they're live. So if they're not live, well, then maybe you don't have somewhere to go, but you do. The home of Illegal Curve dot com because we've got all the jets the latest moose ice we've got all that news on the website so hey go over to illegalcurve.com check that out if you need to be updated we'll have the post game show the post game recap you'll be able to download the podcast or you can continue to watch the replay regardless of what you choose to do thank you for choosing to spend your friday night with ezzy and dave or myself i should say i shouldn't speak about myself in that regard but thank you for joining us on the legal curve post game show we'll be back with you tomorrow morning have a good rest of your evening everyone Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.